SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, it's an honor. You know, uh, Coach Wooden, if he kept coaching, he'd probably have 24. This game, I saw something that Bill Self said yesterday about the regional championship game. It, it really is the biggest game a college coach has to coach because it gets you into the promised land. For me to have that, that's a big-time thing for me. I, I'm so proud of that, that my teams have put us in that position and that we've won now 13 of them. And then whatever happens afterwards happens. We've won a lot. In the tournament and we've won a lot of games but final fours are, are big obviously and then um, national championships and like Wendell said that's what you put banners up for you don't put a banner up by for beating somebody you put a banner up by beating somebody's you know numerous things and that's what we've always tried to do Welcome to Opposite Picks on this Monday, March 28th. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Head coach of the Duke. Dukey Pukies, uh, Mike Shashevsky. Well, the Dukey Pukies versus North Carolina one more time. Cinderella be gone. Will we rock and roll today? Uh, who says you can't go home? Hard knocks is hard up for sure. And uh, Villanova doesn't have a leg to stand on. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, opposite picks, and everything else that we do every day, Monday through Friday, right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 159, and your local affiliate all around the nation. What's going on, LLs? Loyal listeners, how are you on this uh, Monday? A little brisk day here on Long Island. Uh, temperatures in the 30s. I thought we were done. I don't know. The weatherman apparently doesn't realize that spring has actually hit. So uh, we got a lot to get to over the next 50-plus uh, minutes here, including your phone calls again, 844-843-6879. The world is buzzing, not because of uh, college basketball, not because of NFL news, not because of baseball news with pool holes. No, the world is buzzing because of the Oscars last night. You know, I knew... I don't give a rat's behind about the Oscars. Never did, especially don't now, right? But And I even said yeah, Saturday night when I was working uh, the show with Pat Foster, and I said, you know, there's got to be a reason. why uh, Sunday night is prime time. I can't believe these NCAA games are 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock. I mean, I actually like it, I guess. Uh, but, uh, you know, why would they not want a Sunday night? NBC paid a billion dollars for the rights to get Sunday night football, right? I never said, you know, there's got to be something. There must be Oscars or Grammys or something. And lo and behold, it's the Oscars. Little did I know. I, I was actually right. Wetzel was right again. What else is new? So the big talk, oh, yes, the slap in the face last night, Will Smith and Chris Rock. What a joke. I don't buy that crap for a second. I really don't. Of course, they get what they're getting, and that is everyone talking about it. In fact, I'm leading off the show. We got Cinderella that finally lost. We got Villanova in a whole lot of trouble. We got Dookie Pukey, North Carolina, and what are we leading off? with that will smith slapping chris rock yeah so they succeeded congratulations you know absolutely but do i really think he hit him no 
stage. Don't forget, they are actors, people. Uh, tons of publicity for a dying event that nobody but nobody but nobody cares about anymore. No one's going to the movies, let alone awarding uh, prizes to these people. Uh, you know, keep your keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. That was pretty good. I got to tell you, if you saw the clips of that after they went to commercial, uh, that was that was pretty darn good. But eh, that was kind of Will Smith combining his Muhammad Ali and Richard Williams acting uh, spots, uh, Serena and Venus's uh, father, together into, into one. Because he slapped him. And I must say, I don't think he really hit him. I've yet to see an angle where I've seen contact. That's why I think the whole thing is phony. Uh, because if he did hit him, he actually took a pretty good shot. And I got to tell you, if it was all spontaneous, I got to hand it to Chris Rock. He really kept his cool. I mean, he's on national TV. They're still rolling. Some guy out of the stage walks up and slaps him in the face. And he, and he didn't miss a beat. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, who doesn't like Chris Rock and who really doesn't like Chris and Will Smith, too, right? Two of the more popular actors and comedians, whether you're white, black, green, yellow, male, female, right? Everybody loves these two guys, so it's kind of weird seeing these two, like, hate each other. Uh, that's why I kind of think, I know there's a little bit of history between them, and I know Will Smith's wife's hair is is falling out and all this other crap, but you know what? Come on. Uh, what's going on in our world, you know? You're comedians. You get the, let me get this right. I always love this about, you know, sports talk show people as well. You know, so you make a living ripping others. And I know there are a lot out there, not at our network, mind you. We all pretty much have thick skin, except one, but I won't mention any name. But I, there's a ton of guys out there that, you know, I, I want to say to those guys, you know, like the replacement, um, you make a living out of ripping people and someone rips you and you fall apart at the seams. I, I never understood that. You want to say I suck or whatever, go ahead. Who cares? I tell people they suck all the time. You know, what's good for the goose, good for the gander. Go ahead, knock yourself out. So these mopes are comedians. They get to make fun of everybody. And then when someone makes fun of one of their own, oh my God, it's the end of the world. What a joke. It's time to man up, people. So we made a joke about your wife. I don't even I didn't even get the joke. Go show you. She was in a movie. I actually thought, little does I know, I thought it was about because she posed naked in the movie. Little do I realize it's because she had bald hair. That's what pissed them off because she had bald hair. Ugh. What is going on? Man up. Butch Lee watching his son, St. Peter's, crying in the stands. What are you doing? Hubert Davis, head coach, North Carolina, after their win, crying. What are you doing? Scotty Scheffler's father embracing his son after winning in golf, a tournament nobody cares about, crying. Wow, the words of Vince Lombardi and Tom Hanks. What the hell is going on around here? There's no crying in baseball sports. Man up, people. Winners cry after. No. Real people cry after losses. Losers cry after wins. Opposite picks. Nothing but winners coming. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Something that we had talked about at the beginning of the season, and in the huddle I, I told them that it's it's... It's not a hope, it's not a dream anymore, it's a reality. And for these guys to have this, this experience, to be able to go to the Final Four, brings so much joy to my heart. Uh, disappointed we lost, but I'm not disappointed in anything else. Uh, this team taught me a lot this year. I learned a lot from them. I'm sure I learned a lot more from them than they did me. Uh, how to overcome adversity, how to get up when you get knocked down. This team won a conference championship, tournament championship, went to the Elite Eight. It sounds good right now, but because we're hurting 
It's hard to celebrate that. Time will pass and these kids will look back. Teams that cry, care. There's a lot of tears in that locker room, coaches and players. But this team's been through a lot this year. You know, I knew it was going to take a good team uh, to beat us. And a good team did. You know, it's, it's a good team with, uh, I thought that was two great cultures out there tonight. You know, Villanova's really good at what they do. We're really good at what we do. But somebody's going to walk away, go to New Orleans, and another team's going to um, call it a season. But uh, I just thanked our players. Right, there you for go. That's good enough. <clears throat> a little bit of um, who do we have? Hubert Davis in North Carolina uh, talking about how emotional it was to win. Uh, listen, I don't know how emotional it could have been. I mean, you were leading 7 nothing, 21 7. The game was over literally three minutes into the contest. I mean, maybe there's tension before the game because you never know what could happen again. But ultimately, you knew, you know, five minutes in, literally five minutes into 21 7, you knew, all right, these, you know, we, we got these guys. Whatever magic St. Peter's had to get them to that point, it, it was gone. So I, I don't know how emotional it could have been. but And then you got Kelvin Sampson. Maybe they would teach you not to cheat to Kelvin. I don't know if that's part of the uh, the repertoire that was uh, on the Houston uh, uh, resume this year. So, listen, and then, you know what? To be fair, it was a disappointing season in that they reached the Final Four last year and they didn't this year. Simple as that. You know, you didn't go farther than what you got last season. And you lost to a Villanova team that, nothing for nothing, uh, they played with six guys. And Villanova's in a lot of trouble. They're in a lot of trouble. I tell you what, if you put a couple shekels on with the boys in Vegas, I think you'd be crazy not to bet uh, Kansas right now. And I think that line's only going to go higher. Whether you think they're going to win or not or whatever, that that's something else. Uh, but just from a pure betting standpoint of let me get the best number out there, listen, Villanova's got six guys. They played with seven guys. They normally play with eight. One guy got – well, they normally play with seven. One guy got hurt. So then they go down to six, and then uh, some other kid played a couple of minutes. So in essence, they have a six-man rotation, and now one of those six is hurt. Blew out his Achilles if you watch the game. So they're down to five real players. Justin Moore out. And he's just not any player. 15 points, five rebounds, two assists, one of the better three-point shooters. They're not deep. They, they only have about five guys if you take away more that played in the game against Houston, which, you know, was was a big game, a close game, which you got to figure the next game will be, they're in trouble. There, there, there's, I'm telling you right now, now, you may say, well, I still think Villanova's going to win. All right, knock yourself out. I'll be rooting for them. But uh, I guarantee if you like Villanova, don't bet it now. I'm telling you, that line will go up. By game time, that's Saturday, 6 o'clock Eastern time. So we got two full, we got the, a whole week. Basically, right? Five days, six days. That line will be up to at least six. At least. And I and I think even maybe six and a half. I wouldn't even be surprised at seven. They think I know, but they're gonna play five guys. They got five guys. Well, and what if one fouls out? I mean, you're gonna have literally two or three guys that are gonna be playing that aren't used to getting any minutes whatsoever in a final four setting. I mean, unless there's some Cinderella kid sitting on that bench. Villanova's in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. Dookie Pukies have made a four-point favorite with the boys in Vegas over North Carolina. 
Um, you know, good game. Really, it, it was anticlimactic, to tell you the truth. I really shouldn't say that. It's been a good tournament, a lot of runs, Cinderella stories. Uh, but Duke, I got to tell you, I never thought they were going to lose. Of course, I just think the conspiracy is in that Duke was going to make the Final Four. So I never had any doubt about it. I've been saying that since day one. There's no way in the world they were not going to let Coach K get to a Final Four in his last year. It wasn't going to happen. Uh, didn't count on North Carolina. Although, I will say, mm, cha-ching, cha-ching, I had in my one bracket, that was my real bracket, uh, Duke and North Carolina meeting in the Final Four. I got Duke winning it. Unfortunately, uh, I have Tennessee beating Duke in the Final. Otherwise, man, I'd be kicking ass. I'd be. How many people have North Carolina and Duke? Some, I, I bet, but Duke, obviously, but North Carolina. But I, think, I thought they would beat the Baylor. I thought they would make the run. I really did. And I, I think Duke has the mental edge just because of North Carolina beating them uh, at Cameron, the last uh, home game for, for Coach K. So that line was four and a half, I believe. It's down to four, minus two to one, basically, on the money line. And North Carolina's plus 162 on the money line with an over under 151, betting over. Betting over on that one, betting under on Kansas Villanova. Boy, and you talk about unders. You talk, it was a monster, monster under weekend. From Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the under 11 and 1. Halftime unders, even 11 and 1 under. Wow. The only game that went over was uh, was Duke in, in Arkansas. That was the only one that finished over. And there was one, uh, was it that one? There was one that, that at halftime went over. I think that one went under. There was another one that snuck over halftime. But 11-1 game total, 11-1 halftime total. So is that going to continue into the Final Four? New setting, go down to New Orleans? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But uh, <clears throat> I'll be rooting for Villanova. My heart says Villanova just because, uh, you know, working with Jay over at Hofstra many, many moons ago. I can't believe Kansas is a number one seed, is, is a, uh, in the Final Four. Boy, they've had so many better Kansas teams than this team. But, listen, uh, they had a pretty good run, right? I mean, they didn't, uh, you know, they faced Providence, underachieving, overachieving, whatever you want to call them, uh, Providence team. You know, uh, they had to face a, a number 10 seed in Miami. Who cares, right? They had a pretty easy run to the Final Four, but it is what it is. Um, but I can't believe this Kansas team got to the Final Four. Let's see if they actually win it all. Um, I don't think they will. I, you know, I, it's not going to be Villanova now, that's for sure, right? So it, it's probably the Dookie Pukies. You know, I hate to say it, even though I'm holding on to a 6-1 to one ticket from the beginning of the year, but that's... Um, what are the futures? Let's, it's uh, madness here. Let's see what they have. Duke is plus 160. Kansas is plus 180. Villanova plus 450. And North Carolina is still 5-1, to one, huh? I guess because they have the tougher road. They, they have to go through Duke and Kansas, whereas Kansas has to go through a wounded Villanova. Uh, and then, obviously, Duke. But North Carolina has two tough, tough games on their slate. So you could bet a Duke versus Kansas final and you get plus 125. Is that worth it? Nah, I don't think that's worth it. I just assume Parlay Duke and Kansas on the money line. I bet it comes out to be a little bit more than that. Uh, North Carolina and Kansas is plus uh, 310. Interesting. <clears throat> so plus 125 in Duke and uh, Kansas and uh, plus 310 North Carolina and Kansas. That's probably the way it's going to be. 
Duke and uh, and Kansas. After everything is said and done, all the upsets and everything else, <clears throat> you're going to get two blue bloods that are going to be uh, in in the Final Four more or in, in the uh, championship game more than likely. Tickets, um, from what I was reading, right around four hundred seventy five bucks for the worst seats in the Superdome, which seats a gazillion thousand people. Right? I don't know how many they're going to section off, but. Um, you know, you're going to be able to put 20, 30,000 in there. Lower bowl seats, 3,500 bucks. Half court, 8,500 to 15,000. Wow. That's, uh, th- that's pretty good. Feel bad for St. Peter's. Although, l- listen, uh, they had a great run, right? That'll be the story. Duke winning because of Coach K, if he does, will be the ultimate story. But the real story is St. Peter's. Get to the Elite Eight. That- that's phenomenal. I don't know how they did it. You know, the one school I I really kind of like question is Purdue. I'll give Kentucky a pass for not beating St. Peter's. That first game at St. Peter's, who cares? Whatever, they blew them off. They didn't take them seriously. Uh, Murray State was was giddy after winning the first game, and it's Murray State, so you can't really, you know, label them an automatic win over anybody. It was Purdue that had a week to prepare for St. Peter's. Knowing St. Peter's made this Cinderella run, they're the ones that really like, wow, that's embarrassing. Phone calls coming up next on Opposite Pick. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Well, I mean, I'm healthy for sure. Um, You know, and, you know, right now, obviously, I'm, you know, pretty banged up, um, you know, with with that ankle, but... Um, you know, I still feel like if I'm on the floor and I can make things happen, then we still got a good chance of trying to make something out of the season. It's been a tough road, obviously, um, tonight being a tough loss for us. Um, but to have that confidence in your teammates, for sure, means a lot for me. It means I'm, you know, doing something well out on the floor when I hit the floor and just try to do whatever I can to help us win basketball games. Speaking of whining and crying, good old LeBron James of the fading fast L.A. Lakers. Oh, I told you. I told you a month ago that LeBron did not want to have the embarrassment, the stain on his resume of being in his uh, play-in games. And uh, they had a solid lead at that point, five, six games. And I said it was going to take a a major stretch for them not to make the playoffs just because uh, they would have to fall behind San Antonio and or Portland, which seems almost unfathomable considering the Jailblazers are 20 games under 500, and the Spurs are 14 games under 500. But here we sit. Here we sit with eight games left, depending on your team, seven, eight games left. And the Lakers are just one game ahead of the Spurs for the final play-in spot. How about that? And even the Jailblazers are four back. God, they're just atrocious. But San Antonio is playing good basketball. They won three in a row for their last five. The Lakers lose again last night to the Pelicans. The Newark blowing a 20-point lead. Ugh. This Lakers team just blows. LeBron had his 30-plus, so he's happy. He's going to win the scoring title. That's all he really cares about at this point. They've lost seven of their last ten. They're 12 games under 500. And again, uh, at 31-43, and 43, they're a game behind the San Antonio Spurs. Let me just see, actually, who holds. Although, yeah, would it be head-to-head? I'd have to double-check and see what the tiebreaker would be. Um, I think it's just head-to-head. 
on uh, the last play-in spot. I don't. There wouldn't be a play-in to a play-in spot. They lost once to San Antonio. They lost twice to San Antonio. They beat San Antonio, and they beat San Antonio. So it's two and two. I got to check the uh, the tiebreaker scenario. So head to head, it's two to two to figure out who uh, would win the tiebreaker and really, in essence, lose it. But they lose again. Nets lose last night as well at home. I don't know what's more embarrassing, the Lakers blowing a 20-point lead or the Nets losing at home to Charlotte. Kyrie Irving's first home game, all emotional, everything else. Another example how you can't beat the boys in Vegas, right? You think for sure, for sure, that they would come out flying first home game all year, this, that, what have you? They lose. Now, they're not going to fall so far where they're not going to get in uh, because they're, they're still six ahead of the Knicks, so that, that's not happening. But the Nets and Lakers are more than likely, at best, going to be in the play-in scenario. The play-in game. The Brooklyn, you know, the odds-on favorites to get to the NBA championship at the beginning of the year. I still can't get over that. And at this point, the Nets would be playing in the 9-10 game. So that's how bad things are with them. They're tied with Charlotte for the eighth, ninth spot, but they lost to Charlotte twice, and I do know that Charlotte would hold the head-to-head tiebreaker. So the Nets are now officially in the ninth spot. They're going to be playing in a 9-10 game. Could you imagine that? They could be on the road very easily. I tell you, it is a wacky, wacky postseason. 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Let's take a couple of phone calls here before we get to all our pyramid plays and open parlays and everything else. We'll update things from the weekend. Uh, Richard in Toronto. How about that, Richard? Welcome to uh, Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio. Good morning, Scotty. Thanks for taking my call. And it's um, it's Toronto. The last T is actually silenced. <laughs> if you're from here, is so. that true? I've, I've had people say that. Is that that can't be? Is it? Yeah. Why would the, well, no, why the, the last T be uh, silent? Oh, okay. okay. No, it's just a joke, really. It's just we all know it's just uh, the way everybody here pronounces it. Nobody, you never hear the last T. But uh, yeah. But anyway, the um, I have a conspiracy to run by you about uh, crotchety Coach Ooh, K and like uh, Duke there. Now, I, I um, like that. Yeah, well, uh, the last game there with um, Arkansas, I've been playing the Duke same game parlays uh, recently, and I was five for five, so I was going for the sixth one on Saturday. And um, I had an under for 155 and a half. So I heard you in the background, I was listening, and you said you're going to go in and you think it's going to go over the 155. So I'm like, oh no, here comes the Wetzel dark cloud on my parlay. No, so <laughs> yeah. that was so that, yeah. So that's um. So I saw the uh, the un, the under uh, was still going to come in. So I was like, okay, that wasn't a problem. The problem was the Paulo Bancaro points and rebounds. He needed sixteen and a half and seven and a half. He finished with he finished with sixteen and seven. Now, even if wow. you if you see the last play of the game, yeah, if you see and. And what did the total? The total was uh, 141, right? It didn't get the hook, did it? Right, 147, yeah, 147 and a half, yeah. Oh, 147 and a half, right. Yeah, so all all three of those didn't come in. And if you look at the last play of the game, it's seven seconds. He could have grabbed the last rebound. He reaches out, reaches out, and then he gets fouled over the back on the last play. I think there were seven seconds left, and uh, and he got fouled over the back. So, yeah, so uh, 16.7 rebounds. Didn't call it, no. And uh, he, I don't know, either either the mob got to him or he had a ticket on his own under <laughs> or something. But, uh, yeah, it didn't <laughs> come in. <laughs> 
You know, yeah. I, I watched the end of that game. That That is the only game in the history of college basketball, Rich, in which they didn't foul. They they were down 15. Game seemingly was over with a minute and a half or so left. But uh, they, they caused a couple turnovers. They got three quick buckets. They cut it to a, a nine-point game, albeit with, uh, you know, 46 seconds or so left, 50 seconds left. But still, you know, you see time, guys all the time, all the time foul in those spots. And Arkansas let them run the final, uh, you know, seconds off the clock and then it took like one last heave uh just to have a chance for the for the over and the kid missed a three-pointer but otherwise you know 99 times out of 100 uh you know they foul there down nine with 46 seconds left do i think they're gonna make a comeback rich no but man they let the final seconds just roll off the clock they handed duke a win can't believe i got a good call rich i appreciate that i'm glad you brought that up because i was working in game live with that and I was sitting on the over 147 and a half. And I had played it a couple of times, actually, in progress as well, because it was trending way over. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, like I said, it was a 15-point game. Looked like it was going to be over. And they hit a couple of buckets. They made it, you know, a competitive game. They're down nine, 46 seconds left. And they let them run the final seconds off the clock. I mean, that's crazy. You know, especially since they were down 15 and they just scored back to back to back buckets. So you got a little a little something going here, a little hope like, OK, you know, it's 49, uh, 46 seconds left. I get it. It's going to take a miracle. But, uh, you know, let, let's foul. Let's send them to the free throw line one time, guys. One time. Right. I mean, no one would blame them for that. And don't be Eric Musselman. Let's Duke run the 30 seconds off the play clock. So uh, Arkansas gets the ball with 20 seconds left. They throw up a desperation three, and, and that was the end of that. So they let him run the final minute off. You never, ever. In, in a nine-point game, when your life is on the line, when, when your season's over, you're not going to foul. You're not going to challenge Duke one time to go to the free throw line? Really? They basically rolled over Arkansas. And that that's no, I won't even say basically. They did. They rolled over. They did they just said, here you go, Coach K. You go get to the final four. Oh, he's so bull. See, that's what I mean by when I talk about conspiracies of they're not gonna allow Duke to get, to not make the final four. The officials aren't at CBS. It's not a preconceived, okay, Duke, you're winning. It's your actions on the court. It's the officials. Hmm, was that a close one? All right, we're, we're calling in favor of Duke. Why not? E even the opposing head coach. They, I, I bet if I had the druthers, I'd go back a million times and find Eric Musselman in Arkansas fouling down less than 10 with a minute left, and he didn't do it this time. Why? That's eh, Coach Gay. We're not going to win. I mean, really, that, that was just, and yeah, it did. It went under by a half a stinking point. Half a stinking point. And then uh, Richard missed his props as well. And I'm sure there would have been a couple of cases where they could have gotten the ball to uh, Boncaro and then they would have fouled him. Man, that that was tough. That was a very, very, that was a tough beat because that was trending over the whole way. They went on like a four-minute stretch where they only got like four combined points from like the eight-minute mark to the four-minute mark. It looked like it was going to soar past the 155, 160, right? And then they had about four or five points in, in four minutes, and then, it was, and then they had to sweat it out. And in the end, it cost us. Unstinking believable. All right, let's check out our open parlays from uh, this past weekend. Uh, we'll start with the good news. All right, uh, we gave you Houston on Friday night. 
And I told you I won't, and I won't. It is a little, I do get emails about guys asking me stuff for on weekends. I, I put enough free picks and everything on the website. I'll kind of hold these open parlays just for the radio guys. Not, not mean just for you, but I won't do it on weekends when uh, I don't have a radio show. So uh, we get, and we missed out on a winner with Houston because I would have played Houston again on Saturday. I would have. So we hit with Villanova against Michigan originally in our open parlay number nine. Then we hit with the Rockets. Uh, so we're now up $263. So today we're going to go OKC's laying two at Portland. And I know what you're saying. Oklahoma City, we're laying points. I get that. I know the Rockets had never been road favorites all year, but they covered not once but twice in back-to-back games against the Jailblazers. Why not OKC? They got the second-best spread record in the NBA, albeit 99.9% of those as underdogs, but Portland is just a atrocious so we're gonna roll it over remember we got to do this six times we've done it twice so we're gonna take our 263 uh winnings and put it on okc laying two 263 to win 235 if we win that then we'll have uh what 498 dollars in our pockets so we'll roll that over the next time but for now now it's okc laying two versus Portland 263 to win 235 uh on fanduel Third period uh, overs. Uh, we lost on stinking Columbus and Winnipeg. So we're going to use a new one tonight. We'll start a new one. Number four, Arizona and Edmonton. Over one and a half goals, third period. Opposite picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils, get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks your newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. A uh, little work to do, 63 up, 77 down, but uh, plenty of time to get back uh, on the positive side of things. We'll start tonight. How about Denver laying three and a half at Charlotte? Third game in four nights for the Hornets. Denver, meanwhile, was off last night. Nuggets need to keep winning to stay out of the dreaded play-in game number seven spot in the uh, Western Conference. Uh, Charlotte playing a little bit better basketball, I will admit that, but they had a tough game last night at Brooklyn. They got to fly back to Charlotte and they play a rested Nuggets team that's motivated to win. Uh, Love, 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 love Denver here laying just three and a half on the road. Uh, give me Charlotte plus the three and a half. Uh, pick number two, Atlanta laying eight at Indiana. Oh, the paces are just brutal, folks. Uh, they have been really since the trade deadline, and really for the most part all year, but especially over the last month and a half or two months. You know, they have 11 wins since Christmas time. We're in March. We're in the end of March. They are 11 and 30. I mean, we all know Houston sucks. OKC sucks. You know, Detroit stinks. I get that. Not many people name Indiana, though, but they have been just awful. They have seven games left. Absolutely no reason all of a sudden to start playing good basketball. Hawks are fighting for a playoff spot, literally. Uh, they've won six of their last nine. It's a big number eight, I admit that, but still you cannot possibly play Indiana here. Eh, give me Indiana plus the eight. 
Pick number three, OKC laying two at Portland. Ah, this is just a no-brainer, folks. Uh, Thunder with the second-best against-the-spread record in the NBA. Yep, 45-28-1. While Portland is, well, Portland. They've lost 10 of their last 12. They just lost back-to-back -back home games, no less, to Houston. Houston! Oh, my goodness. It's a moral victory if this club doesn't lose by 30 points, for goodness sake. Something they've done in eight of their last 12 losses. And now I can basically go against them at Pick'em? <laughs> Love OKC here. Yeah, give me Portland plus the two. Pick number four. Celtics getting now four and a half at Toronto. Wow. Uh, the boys in Vegas, uh, something must be up here. Check your lineup. Uh, maybe Tatum's not playing. Maybe Brown's not playing. Maybe the team's not flying to Toronto. They're calling up the peak of high. But why in the world would the Celtics be getting four and a half? I mean, they've won six straight, 11 of their last 12. They just beat the crap out of a very good Minnesota team. And while they did play, Toronto was off. It was a late afternoon game, so plenty of time to fly to Toronto last night uh, and, and get up there and go through all the customs mumbo-jumbo that you probably have to. I mean, Celtics, Red Hot Boston getting four and a half and the line is going up? Oh, love Boston here. Uh, give me Toronto. Uh, lay in the four and a half. Uh, pick number five, San Antonio laying seven at Houston. Uh, Spurs have gotten hot at the right time. San Antonio's making a push for that final playoff spot in the Western Conference. Be careful, Laker fans. They've won three in a row, four of five. They're just one game back of that final spot. Rockets, meanwhile, are coming off back-to-back -back road wins at Portland, but it, it's still the Rockets. They, they still suck. No way does San Antonio Popovich lose to Houston. Uh, give me Houston plus the seven. Uh, pick number six. How about a little uh, NIT action? Uh, South Alabama laying two and a half, or is it the great uh, championship match, or is it the CBI? It, it's one of those. Uh, South Alabama laying two and a half versus Coastal Carolina. Why? Right, I flipped the coin. Came up South Alabama. I <laughs> love South Alabama, right? Give me Coastal Carolina plus the two and a half. Pick number seven. Uh, LA Kings are one hockey uh, game of the night. They're laying a goal and a half versus Seattle. Uh, you know, two teams clearly going in the opposite direction. Seattle's in last place. They are just atrocious. We told you this before. You know, they had, uh, for whatever, better or worse, they had dreams of making the playoffs this year. They remembered what Vegas did three years ago. Got a bunch of veteran players. It's not worked out. They have 20 wins on the season, 20 and 45, one of the worst records in the uh, NHL. Meanwhile, you got an L.A. Kings team that remains uh, red hot. Uh, they've won uh, seven of the last ten. Uh, they're battling for playoff positioning in the uh, Pacific. They're going to make the postseason, but now it's just a matter of will it be the one, two, three, or four spot. So L.A., like I said, they're just a better team. Not afraid to lay a goal and a half at all. Uh, Seattle's been outscored this year by 62 goals. That's one of the worst differentials in all the NHL. 62. That's the third, fourth worst. Uh, give me a Seattle plus the goal and a half. All right, opposite picks for Monday. 
We're going to start with the NBA. Charlotte plus three and a half versus Denver, despite the third game in four nights for the Hornets, which we always stay away from. Indiana uh, plus the eight against Atlanta, despite the Pacers being 11 and 30, their last 41 games. We're grabbing Portland plus two against OKC, despite the Trailblazers being the worst team in the NBA. No two ways about it. We're going to grab Toronto laying four and a half against the Celtics, despite the Celtics winning 11 of the last 12. We're taking Houston plus the points against San Antonio. Coastal Carolina plus two and a half. Losers of a coin toss against South Alabama. And uh, give me the Kraken of Seattle plus a goal and a half against the LA Kings. Opposite picks here on a Monday, uh, March 28th. And as always, we'll post those uh, on the website right after the show. Give me about an hour or so, uh, and it should all be up there. So 844-843-6879. Uh, third period overs, oh, by the way, continue to impress. Uh, only 5-3 and three yesterday, and, and that's a pretty good thing when you say only. But here are the numbers uh, over the last two weeks oh, at, at, at one and a half goals, which the site I look at, it always shows one and a half. They, they dig it. You know, big, but it is over always one and a half. It's not two or two and a half. One thirty-five winners, sixty losers. Well over two to one pace. One thirty-five up, only sixty down. Man, I don't say this too often, and it's not smart. And you could get crushed, but it, the, the over third period in the NHL is as easy a bet as you'll ever make. Just, just do more. Do them all. Don't fight it. Just, just don't outsmart them. You know, you want to pick one or two rather than do an eight because, you know, it's one day it's going to be two and eight. I get it. I do. Uh, but I tried that a couple of times last week, and I'll be damned if I didn't pick the one loser. There were two nights, I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday, where there were only four games, and it went three and one both nights, and I picked the one loser each night. Nothing more frustrating. It's frustrating picking the loser, but it's really frustrating when I have a barrel full of winners and I can reach in and grab just one and I pick the loser. So, you know what? Just play them all. I think we have 10 games on the schedule tonight. Play them all. If you've been playing them all at this point, then you know what? Even if you do go 2-8 and eight one time, you know, you're playing with house money right now. So... Only five and three last night. The ones I tell you, the, I have noticed this. I'd stay away from the West Coast games. Like Vancouver's low scoring and, and uh, you know, uh, Kings can get into low scoring games. I, I do notice you get off the fast starts. And then even like last night, the two late games didn't come through. So if you were going to stay away from some, it would be those Vancouver and LA Kings and Seattle Kraken games. But otherwise, man, just bet them all. All right, so we had one more open parlay. So we're going for uh, win number three, again, just to recap, uh, with our normal one. And we're going to lay it all on OKC Lane 2. We got to $263. Uh, that includes a $100, you know, we're doing these a full unit. So I'm going to use $100 as our unit just for uh, record-keeping purposes. So we're putting 263 on OKC Lane 2 at minus 110 to win 235. Uh, our open third period parlay, where we're going over one and a half goals in the third period, Arizona-Edmonton, as uh, we lost with Columbus and Winnipeg in leg number three last Friday. And then our six-team underdog parlay, we use a half a unit. So for us, that's 50 bucks. We did hit with North Carolina versus UCLA, so we won 57 bucks. So now we have $107 to play with. You know, I, I, I'm going to be smart about this. I may kick myself. 
but something has got rat you know what written all over the Celtic line. Now it's up to 172. That that was two yesterday. It went to four when we started the show. It's now at four and a half, and the money line is shot all the way up to 172. Somebody's not playing for Boston tonight. They may still win, but something's going on. And you know what? We need winners, so I'm not going to fool around with it. The boys in Vegas know better than us. Uh, Knicks plus uh, 134 is pretty tempting against a Bulls team that uh, you know is really struggling of late. But the Knicks are the Knicks. They suck. Uh, you want to take Charlotte at home? Eh, I, I really don't like them, hence the opposite pick. Can't go with Houston. You want to take the Warriors plus 11? Uh, boy, man, how, how things have changed. Memphis is an 11-point favorite over Golden State. I eh, can't do that. Can't take uh, Sacramento, although I'll tell you that Miami Heat team, the way they're playing, can't do that. Let's go to the NHL. The one that, the, you know, is not too bad. How about the Capitals at home? Hurricanes come to town. They're red hot. I get that. They did win last night. I get that. Let's see if this is their third game in four nights. Because I'm thinking maybe Washington at home. Getting odds, which is not, uh, doesn't happen too often. They, uh, no, in fact, they were off yesterday. I'm thinking a St. Louis game. So, you know what, though? That's okay. They lost to Washington in the shootout uh, earlier this month. They lost to Washington. They're 0-2. Jeez. What are the odds of them going 0-4? They're 0-3 against Washington. Yikes. Is Washington going to have a four-game series sweep of, of uh, Carolina? You know what? Don't outthink this stuff. Don't outthink it. So we're going to grab uh, the Washington Capitals. So what did we say we had? We have, uh, well, $50 we're going to bet. We won $57, so we got $117. Let me go to FanDuel. Washington is plus $112, uh, $107, right? $107 to win $120. So let me punch that in. That's where we're going to go. Wash caps, plus plus $112. So that works its way out to be $107 to win what I say? 120 bucks. There you go. That's our second leg. Book it, Dano. So you want to give it to Capitals at home against a team they've beaten three times already this year? I know the odds aren't great for them to win four, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'll, I'll take my chances. Capitals at home. Our shots on goal for tonight. Got a bunch of them. Um, here's our pyramid plays. We'll start there. I think the best play on the board, uh, well, in the NBA, OKC. Yeah, I'll take OKC lane two against Portland. Um, props. How about uh, R.J. Barrett? He's been on fire late for the Knicks. His total for uh, tonight's game. Let's see if they got it posted. Sometimes it takes them a little while. I would think they would, but um, he's actually turning into a real good player. 23 and a half. All right, that's not too bad. He's hit that number uh, nearly every time this month. So over 23 and a half points, R.J. Barrett. Uh, NHL, we're going to go over six goals, Carolina and Washington. Shots on goal, best one, over three and a half, Alex Ovechkin. He owes us, he's had a couple of games in a row without them. He doesn't go three straight games without at least four shots on goal. Uh, college basketball, eh, why not South Alabama laying to two and a half against Coastal Carolina? You got to play just one. If your guy has Ovechkin at three and a half shots, not four and a half, over three and a half shots on goal, Alex Ovechkin. We'll wrap up shop next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, wrapping up shop here. Opposite picks on SportsGrid Radio, Sirius XM, channel uh, 159. Don't forget the... Pro Football Full Circle coming up next. George uh, uh, Kurtz and uh, Joe Lisi taking you over the next uh, 60 minutes here on Sports Grid Radio. couple of things we'd have time to get to. Hard knocks. Uh, it's certainly on hard times. Signing with the Detroit Lions. Oh, <laughs> I, I can't think of a storyline. Uh, what, Dan Campbell uh, biting hubcaps? What, what are we going to get out of the uh, Lions? I mean, you talk about desperation. My God. Goodness, who is going to watch that outside of just, you know, you want to see behind the scenes stuff, but you know they don't show anything. Man, they are desperate. Albert Pujol signs a one-year deal with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, DH in both leagues, allowing this to happen for sure. You know, last year he combined for Angels-Dodgers, 17 home runs, 50 RBIs. Not bad, 236 batting average, nothing spectacular. It's been a while, really has, since, uh, you know, Sir Albert has been really worth anything. His batting averages over the last few years 236 last year 224 244 245 241 I mean you're talking about what one two three four five years where it's just been mediocrity for him you know 20 home runs or so a couple of those years he hit the 100 and uh, had a 101 RBIs but for the most part I tell you what though his years in St. Louis way back when those are some of the most remarkable numbers. You want to tell me he was on roids? He never got caught? I don't know. You, you can say that about a lot of guys. But the numbers he put up, 35, 45, almost 50 home runs, 120 RBIs, 331 batting average. I mean, those are numbers. That's why I always say I laugh when people think that Mike Trout's the greatest thing since sliced bread. His numbers stink. They, they, they stink compared to real superstar players. So he can go home. Uh, how about that? So he gets another crack at it. Don't know how long it'll last. 42 years old, but uh, hey, you never know. So uh, Albert back in St. Louis. They need a jolt to uh, sell some season tickets, I guess. Good job by everyone involved. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Don't forget, in-game live later on tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Be Dave Martinez and uh, Dave Sherapan. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the days. And uh, pro football, full circle. Coming up next.